Hey mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations, you know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. I saw this post on an Instagram story by this account that I'm following, and it said, you're not overwhelmed, you're lazy and unorganized. Get up earlier, stick to your schedules, create boundaries, say no, and This post made me feel two types of way. One, I was offended because I feel like I'm always overwhelmed. And two, I was like, okay, there's some truth to to this post. So here's number one. One, if you're a mom, overwhelm is just like a natural feeling that you will feel probably every day of your life, right? Like there's times, and I think it depends on the type of person you are, right? Like I'm a morning person. So when I wake up in the morning, I am the most productive. I get the most done. I'm the most creative. I have the most energy. But as the day goes on and my energy begins to dip, I'm not an afternoon person. I do get overwhelmed. And I don't think it's because well, maybe I am a little disorganized. And I think the post is like, okay, you're not overwhelmed, you're lazy. So you wouldn't be overwhelmed with the dishes if you just did them, right? Here's the problem. This statement can't apply to motherhood. Because if I was just married like I was a couple years ago without kids, then I would just do the dishes. Because I wouldn't have a baby screaming at me when I put him down. Or a toddler wrecking havoc when I walk out the room. So um, that post kind of offended me a little bit. So I'm going to say it doesn't apply to mothers. And whoever posted it clearly is not a mother. Or deals with like mental health because that was just like a rude post that had me feeling some type of way, y'all. Some type of way. Okay, so I want to talk to you mamas who have difficulties with your kids right now. I'm talking about all of a sudden your kid's not sleeping. All of a sudden your kid who was a good eater is being picky. All of a sudden your toddler's melting down extra a lot. Like all of these things. And like last week I was saying, oh, Mercury's in retrograde. And that could have been part of it because now that we are beyond the retrograde, my children are doing a little bit better. I am doing phenomenal. I'm doing a lot better, better actually. But the hard thing with kids, as long as you have the mind frame that it's all temporary, I think it can help you when you're dealing with the hard stuff. That doesn't mean it's not going to be hard. That doesn't mean you're not going to want to scream in the moment, but it means like with the overall day, right? If you think this is temporary, it'll help you. And it helps me a lot because Elliot, when he was a newborn, was colicky. Mia was not colicky. I did not. Mia was like the perfect baby. I'm not even going to lie. Mia was like the perfect baby. Like she took a bottle. She took a pacifier. She did co-sleep and it was hard to get her to sleep 
in her crib as my children are co-sleepers and that might have been the tricky thing and honestly when it comes to like the sleep thing half of it's my fault and then you know half of it is you know nature and you know natural instincts but Mia was a great baby not that Elliot wasn't a great baby but he has been harder and they always say like oh your first is so great so that it tricks you into having a second and then your second's like really hard and Elliot isn't hard he's just a different baby um but when he was a newborn he was hard he was colicky and he would just scream and cry for hours and I just would get to the point where every day I knew oh my gosh it's almost six o'clock and even still at six o'clock he still starts to get kind of fussy um he is now going to bed a little bit later like I told you guys I was going to try to push dinner to six and um do bedtime like seven thirty eight because that would give Ethan some time once he goes back to work to see like his kids and hang out with them um because the way his schedule works he's going to be leaving really early Elliot will be awake um, Mia may, may not be and then he's going to be getting home not some days it'll be like he'll be home at by five but some days he won't be home till six so anyway long story short pushing our schedule back and Elliot's kind of naturally done this I haven't like actually tried but for the past couple of days he has been going to bed closer to eight like more like seven thirty, closer to eight and he's been sleeping in later too he's been waking up so last week when Mercury was in retrograde and Elliot was going through his growth spurt he was waking up at like five o'clock five thirty um where typically he would wake up at 6 30 in the morning normally anyway but now he's like sleeping until 7 7 30 and so anyway all long story short he's naturally going to bed a little bit later and sleeping a little bit later he dropped his third nap he was taking three naps a day now he's taking two all of this has been natural none of it has been you know consciously made by me like those decisions I haven't like done myself um but anyway if you are having a difficult time right it'll pass and you are a great mom and you don't need to feel bad about anything and I know that that can be a hard thing because I used to feel so bad when Elliot was colicky and I dropped like a ton of stuff from my diet and was like I just don't know how to help him when honestly there wasn't really much I could do and like I said before the time frame is of this is all temporary always gets me through like they're only babies for a certain amount of time they're only newborns for a certain amount of time and when you think of the grand scheme of your life and their life it's not that long and then also it makes you kind of cherish those moments a little bit and like I said that's not going to make you feel good all the time like you're still going to cry you're still going to be frustrated as a mom but it just helps set your your mindset of okay my child you know this might be difficult for right now but this isn't going to be difficult forever and so on and so forth so i just wanted to encourage you with that now with mia she's been going through a phase where i have decided she needs to get out the house more and be doing more now it's summer and um the cicadas are gone so we can like leave our bubble we were kind of staying in 
the town I live in, we didn't have cicadas. So we just go to our park. Um, and that just because Mia and also Elliot, they get, they sleep better and they just do better after being outside. And I mean, like we need to be outside for a couple hours a day. Like that's the typical goal or like an hour in the morning, an hour in the evening. And it'll help. So I did make a summer bucket list and I also have a last minute summer bucket list. I'll share with you at the end of the summer. Um, and I can share with you, which I think I did last week, actually, some of the things that were on my bucket list for the summer, but like going to, um, some of the local farms, trying all the restaurants in my town. I really want to get to know the town that I live in. Um, because that's a probably a good thing to do. And also, um, besides trying restaurants, there's like the basic things, going to the aquarium, going to the science center, having a um, water balloon fight, doing water balloon paint, like the, the bucket list has like activities as well as places. And so the best thing you could do is like pick three cities that are near you, like within 30 minutes. And all cities have like their own website for like touristy reasons and you can look up like things to do. So I looked up like we're going to every park in our city, got to try them all out. But then also nearby, my favorite place in the world, Frederick, Maryland, I don't know why it's my favorite, just is long backstory, um, is up the road and there's a lot of cute things to do there. I absolutely love it there. We're going to buy our house there. It is, it's just destiny. And so I'm sorry. Um, if you're having a difficult toddler, toddler, um, you might have to rethink some things. It might be, you might have to rethink, um, screen time. If you've been allowing them to have screen time and maybe more screen time than normal, since the pandemic has been in effect, but now, you know, everything's opening up. So you might have to rethink that. You might have to rethink their schedule. I know Mia started acting up and, um, because Elliot wasn't sleeping, I wasn't planning activities. I was like just exhausted. So she had more screen time. So I reduced her screen time. And I also, I think it's natural. I think sometimes she gets frustrated when she's three and she can talk very well, but there's still some times where if she's like really upset, I can't understand what she's saying. Like when she's like bawling and crying and then she gets more frustrated because I'm not understanding. Um, and I like to do like the whole gentle parenting approach, but like with a firm hand so that like if she's just something she's not supposed to, that's wrong. I can correct that behavior, but not like, oh, it's okay. Just don't do this. Right. But to be like, Mia, this is why you can't do this right now. I know that it's frustrating. We will do this whenever, you know, like being firm or whatever. But I got her this, um, what is this called? I'm looking at it. It's my homework. I think it is Homer's explore your feelings. It's for ages three and up. She's almost three. Sorry. So it's, um, and Homer has like explore your feelings. Homer has a math thing. Homer has another thing, but I got the explore your feelings one and something because I wanted her to start to, um, be able to identify, um, and talk about her feelings. Like I'm frustrated because I'm mad because I wanted to do this. I feel bad because, and there's been times where she's like accidentally knocked Elliot over and then has cried because she feels guilty. Like she's a good kid, but it's just, um, 
getting into the the rhythm of figuring out, okay, um, here are your feelings. And she's going into preschool. So I know that she is going to have times where she still melts down in things. But when she's in school, um, I just want to, I'm nervous that she'll just never calm down if she gets upset. And so I want her to be able to like calm down and identify her feelings. At home, I do set a timer. Sometimes she'll get mad and she won't want you to, to, to mess with her. And I think that's valid. Like there's been times in my life where I've been mad, um, with Ethan, with whoever. And I'm like, okay, stop talking to me. And because I can't receive any more information, like I need a minute to breathe. And so if Mia says, leave me alone, which she has said before, I think, okay, if I keep bothering her, she's just going to get more and more upset. So let me like walk away for a minute and let her breathe and regroup. And then we can talk. The other thing I do, I think I've mentioned before is she loves timers. And I, the timer method in my house, guys, life-changing. You guys know I set a timer to clean. I set a timer to work out. I set a timer to do whatever I'm going to do because tasks feel really, really big. Like you look at the living room and you say, oh shoot, it is a disaster. There's toys. There's, I have to vacuum. Things are just out of place. Our throw pillows are everywhere. If you just set a timer, like, okay, for 10 minutes, I'm just going to clean the living room as much as I can get done. And then at least something's done. I'm always going to give the timer advice. It works well. Well, it works well with Mia's feelings. When she gets upset, um, I'll say, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, you're mad. Do you want me to set a timer? And then we'll talk after the timer goes off. She'll say, yeah, I'll set a timer for about three minutes, one to three minutes, depending on what's going on. And um, when the timer goes off, she's sat and she's breathed and then she's typically ready to talk and she's happy again and it's that's the way we are tackling tantrums now I am not I'm gonna admit that I'm not a parenting expert I haven't read a parenting book in a long time um I've read parenting articles but not really books um I listen to I guess I've listened to audiobooks though so that's not entirely true but I'm just like instinctual parenting is what I'm calling it. Like whatever my instincts tell me to do. And then like things with me as feelings, I did some research because that was something I was like, she's melting down a lot. And I know that, you know, at two, you go through tantrums, but you're three and at three, yeah, you can still be like throwing tantrums and stuff. That's nothing wrong with that. You're only three, but how do I correct this behavior? And so I did research there, but I'm more like of an instinctual parent. And I feel like, it has some downfalls and it has some ups like one on one hand my breastfeeding relationship with Elliot's amazing on the other hand he's up my butt like he's clingy because he's a pandemic baby and um it's hard but I also want to say one more thing about my life or whatever if you have a pandemic baby right? Like you never left your baby before and now the world's opening up and you want to leave your baby. Like not, not in a mean way, but like, Hey, I want to go hang out with my friends for a minute without a kid. Um, I wanted to encourage you by saying, listen, I forgot. Oh, your baby will be okay when you walk away. And if your baby acts out with you, it's only because you're their mom and you're their safe space. I've learned this twice. I've witnessed this twice now. Um, on Saturday, I, we were kind of busy or whatever. I hadn't slept on Friday. And 
I wanted to take a shower upstairs. So Ethan had Elliot and Mia downstairs and Elliot was getting sleepy, but I had already fed him. And typically I'm the one who puts him to sleep and it's a whole process. Um, but at this point I really, really wanted to shower. So I just went and showered. And when I got out the shower, he was, Elliot was asleep in Ethan's arms. And I was like, Oh, well, he doesn't need me to fall asleep. He can fall asleep with anyone. And so then I went and did my hair. And then I looked at it. I was like, oh. I went and picked out some outfits for vacation. And I was like, oh. And then I finally was like, okay, you can go lay him down. If he wakes up, I'll put him back down. And so one, I realized, okay, if I leave. So for instance, I have a hair appointment um, tomorrow. And I'll probably be gone for about three hours. Which is fine because he only nurses every three hours. So I'm also leaving a bottle. Also, he's eating food. He doesn't necessarily need to eat from me until I get back. It just is up to him. Anyway, if I leave for three hours, of course, I'm going to worry because I'm going to be mostly worried about if he wants to nurse and he can't because I'm not there. But on the other hand, he's probably going to be fine. He'll, He'll just go to sleep. And Mia's going to my grandmother's. So it's not like Ethan's going to have to balance like entertaining them both or keeping me quiet so Elliot can nap and he's not overtired and that kind of thing and honestly the time of my appointment is great because um, I'm leaving at like eight o'clock he usually nurses around a little bit around eight so I'm gonna have to try to get him to do it before and then he naps like from 10 to almost noon and that's when I should be getting back is around noon so it'll work out. The other thing is the other yesterday, I only, I was only gone for like 10 minutes or like 15 minutes or maybe 20 minutes. Um, I went to my mom's house and then I had to go to the beauty supply store for my hair appointment. Um, but I didn't want to bring the kids. So like the store is near my mom's house. So I went to my mom's house, hung out for a minute and then just left the kids. And I was like, I'll be back in like 20 minutes. I'm really just going literally up the street. And I left and I was gone for like maybe 20 minutes. And when I came back, Elliot wasn't crying. I heard him like fuss when I left the room because typically he will. He'll be like, wait a second, mom. I lost track of you. Um, But he was watching Baby Shark. He was distracted. He was playing with a ball. Mia was playing with my mom. And I was like, oh, I can kind of leave maybe for an hour and go on a date. So because honestly, the crazy thing is Ethan and I haven't left and gone on a date since Elliot's been born. One, because of the pandemic. And two, because of the pandemic. And so now I'm going to check my mom's schedule and go on a date because if I can leave his butt, I will. And yeah, I want to talk for a minute about cutting ties and saying goodbye. And it doesn't always have to be a bad thing, right? I, as you guys know, or maybe you don't, recently have gone through a falling out with a friend over things that um it wasn't my decision honestly it ended up being her decision to end our friendship uh because I'm not the type of person to to do that and whatever it didn't it doesn't matter um nothing wish nothing but the best for her and her life and her life um but I was really hurt and I was hurt because I'm just telling my side of the story and just telling my truth because I feel like I had reached out. I had apologized for miscommunications. I had um, like told her I loved her. I had told her like 
all of these things. But number one reason I was hurt is because I feel like because of this, my kid got hurt or my kid was going to be hurt. Now, long story short, in the grand scheme of things, that relationship and lack of it in the future won't um, like negatively impact my child. My child's going to preschool in the fall. My child's going to make a ton of friends at preschool. Um, and I continue to sign her up for different sports and activities. And I'm also continuing to reach out to other moms. But it just has made me put up a guard around my kid and myself. And I don't want that for my life. And I don't want that for me. And it's a conscious decision. And it's an effort not to put up that guard, right? And if you're somebody, I have a friend who hasn't had the best of luck with relationships. She might be listening. You know who you are. Love you to death. Um, And I can tell that because of it, she's like jaded, right? She's like, screw these men because honestly, all of them have been cheaters. All of them have been garbage. They all suck. And I can tell that because of that toxicity she's had um, just with these past relationships, as she enters new relationships, the guard's up, right? And I 100% can see why and honestly think in a way it has to be that way to kind of protect yourself from future heartbreak. So um, instead of like taking somebody's word for what they say, maybe now she'll investigate. Maybe now she's like, you know, being a little more cautious. And, you know, if her feeling, if her instincts are telling her one thing, she's going to follow them. And that's good, right? That's an evolution of character. But on a level, you don't want to become a person that's guarded and um, doesn't let people in. And that's where my struggle has been. Because as moms, and maybe this is just dramatic and traumatic or whatever, as a mom, I have made relationships over the past, and even as an adult, over the past like five or six years, right? And they end for random stupid reasons that, and then they end in the people blame me for them ending. And so I had to ask my husband, I had to ask people like, hey guys, what is offensive or repulsive about me? Please tell me. One, I know I'm high strung. I know I like to organize. I know that I am going to plan parties and events and excursions. But I think that's an, that's a, bo- a bonus. Now, I understand if you're somebody who doesn't want to do those things and you'd rather like sit at home and watch Netflix all day. Cool. I can also have days like that, but I don't live my whole life like that. Like I like to be doing. Uh, and then I just kind of realized one thing and I want to I want you to realize it too. If you are a lonely mama, if you're a mama who's had like fights or lost friends, or even if you're a mom who after having kids, the relationships you used to have with people changed because they don't have kids. Here's what I'm going to say to you. Every level of life requires adjustment. Every level of life And every new kind of rediscovery, rebirth, leveling up, doing better requires adjustment and shedding of old skin. And sometimes that's painful, right? When you think about a snake mulching, which is kind of gross. I know. I'm sorry. Or a turtle getting a new shell. I don't know if turtles actually get new shells. I'm just making up facts. Um, I'm not a biologist or whatever people are who study animals, animaltologist. I'm not, that's not my area of expertise and I'm a goof. But whenever you are going to move forward in life, you have to shed some of your old skin, some things that maybe weren't suited for you in your next journey. And that's okay. It's not a bad thing. For me and that friend, maybe our lives just weren't aligned anymore. 
we are going on two separate paths and that's not a bad thing. I think about people in college where I had friends in college and then we kind of outgrew each other. Not my crew, not my crew. Carmen, Tori, Kareen, Brand, you guys know, you guys are always going to be in my crew. I'm always going to get, I always have your back. I love you forever. You know, Dube 206 represent. And for my girls that didn't live in Dube 206, that's just me and Carmen thing. Um, you know, I still got your back forever, but, um, it's okay. And it's okay to feel hurt, right? Like if you think about losing a friend is painful, like that hurt, that breaks my heart, honestly. And it's vulnerable for me to say, my feelings are hurt. I'm a little bit heartbroken. I'm all, I'm also like a little bit jaded, <laughs> a little bit jaded and that's okay. And it's okay. And sometimes it's needed to move forward. And I think about the trajectory of my life and I want you to do the same if you're like in a weird place too. When you were climbing up a mountain, right, you can't carry everyone and everything with you. If you are going on this journey, you need to take your essentials, right? You need shelter, you need food, you need water. You can't bring your blow dryer on this hike up the mountain. You can't bring, you know, your favorite pair of heels. You can't bring the laptop up the mountain. You can only bring the essentials. And sometimes in life as you're evolving, you have to drop the things that are no longer serving you. And it could be relationships. And that's painful for me. It's hard for me. Um, it's sad for me. But it's a reality. And that's okay. And so moving forward, my goal, I'm definitely approaching relationships so differently. Um, and my goal is to just kind of have categories, right? I really am looking for I'm hurt because I need a good mom friend and I kind of lost that. And I'm really looking for like another good mom friend (laughs) and not to lose that. Um, But I think part of my personality is I want to start a business with everyone I meet. I want to bring everyone with me to the top. I want us to all climb out of these pits and I can't do that for everyone. The other thing is I, uh, when it comes to my kids and being friends with my kids, I now am the type of person who, for instance, when Mia goes to preschool, I'll invite whoever over for a play date. I'll invite the mom over, but we're not going to be best friends, right? My best friends are the crew I mentioned earlier. Like they're irreplaceable. They're not going anywhere. Like those are my crew. And um, because I don't want my kid to get hurt from stupid fallouts, right? Like, why should I explain to my kid, you can't see this person because this person doesn't like me anymore. So instead of doing that, I'm just replacing, I'm changing the way I look at relationships. And maybe that was needed for me to grow as a parent, to grow as a person, to grow as an adult. It just made me approach relationships differently. Now, of course, I'm always, and I still am open. Um, I'm still loving. I'm still reaching out to people. I think, you know, like I always say, what do I, I always say? Ha ho, help a human out. Um, I say that I, I've been saying that around the house and Ethan's like, what are you doing? I'm like, ha ho, <laughs> help a human out. But, um, cause I said, ha, I said, ha mo. And he was like, what do you say? It sounded like something bad. So I was like, I was like, I was saying help a mama out, but that didn't make sense. So then I started saying, ha ho, help a human out. But breathing through this and transition hurts change hurts and it's sometimes necessary and that's okay
So we are moving positively in the direction of our lives, right? We're all amazing mamas. We're all doing amazing things. We're doing the best for our family. And that's all that matters. And if you need a friend, I am here. I know I said that I was feeling like guarded and kind of hurt. That's just me processing um, like losing a friend. That's just me processing that, that internally and working through that internally and what that means for me. But aside from that, I am <laughs> moving forward. I am happy and thriving. And if you do need a mama friend, I, I for sure will be there for you. One of my biggest flaws is I am like a can of worms. Like, I, I don't know that that even makes sense. I'm an open book. If this makes sense. Um, I will talk to you about anything. Like you need to come to me about the intimacies of your marriage. I got you. I'm not telling a soul and I, we can talk about it. You need to come to me talking about your history with anxiety. I got you. Like I am so open that it can be harmful because I give away too much information to people. And you might be like me where you're just like really, really open. I'm not saying that you should be guarded, but you should be careful and just be mindful of who's watching and who's watching who's watching and who's listening. And that's kind of the lesson I've learned is just be careful with who's watching and who's listening. But I continue to be raw, real, and unfiltered on this podcast. I just told you I lost a friend and she might listen to this podcast. Actually, I doubt it. Like if she's not my friend anymore, why would she be listening to my podcast? Facts. But anyway, I just wanted to say that. And we're going to move forward and have a great week. It's 4th of July weekend. We're celebrating our independence. And I'm going to share with you something I'm doing with my friends that's fun and uh, what kind of silly activities I have planned for the weekend. And hopefully you guys have great weekend plans as well. So let's switch gears from the serious, sad, boohoo, Brittany is feeling really sad because she lost a friend and um, switch to, hey, hooray, it's summer. Let's do the summer thing. So something I pride myself on is my ability to throw parties or to throw get-togethers. I am a hostess with the mostess, and, or at least I give everything I have. Like, I might not have a lot, but I'm going to give it to you. So this weekend is the 4th of July, and it's a three-day weekend. So hooray for me, for Ethan, for Mia, for everyone. And my best friends are coming over. These are friends I've known for the past 10 years. My kids got parents, and we're going to have a good time on Sunday. On Saturday, it's just going to be a family day. Last Saturday was a family day, and it was really, really great. So let me pause and tell you about last Saturday, and then I'll tell you about um, about what I'm doing this weekend for 4th of July. So I realized I need to get out the house more, and I realized it because on Saturday morning, me, Ethan, Mia, and Elliot, my little my little family, we went to Walmart, and then we went out for lunch at Green Turtle. And then after we did that, we... Um, what do we have for dinner? I don't even remember leftovers or something. I don't, I don't think I cooked. I cooked. I did. I don't remember. Anyway, anyway, we had dinner and then after dinner, we watched brother bear the movie because Ethan has never seen it. And I saw this TikTok about how Phil Collins was going off on this movie. Like it's such a great soundtrack. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I love the soundtrack. And so we watched it and it was such a great family day. And my mood was elevated. Like it was just like a great overall day, like really chill and a great day. And I realized like just getting out the house as a family and doing like an activity. It could be shopping at Walmart. It could be going to the park. It could be doing whatever, but it just brings me so much joy. But I realized that it's the little things like going to Walmart. And I was like, that wasn't even a big deal. Like, why am I so happy that I went to Walmart? 
but that's my life. Um, I don't do much. So, so that was a big deal. Um, <laughs> and then, or at least I'm an online shopper. So then this weekend is the 4th of July. So let me tell you about these 4th of July activities. Now I have a nine month old. Well, now he's eight months, almost nine months. Well, he'll be nine months next month. Anyway, I have an eight month old and doing the fireworks just isn't realistically going to be fun for anybody this year. Next year, it might be a little more fun. So this year, we're not doing that. Instead, we're getting, we got sparklers for like Mia and um, like the adults. And we are going to, I got a ton of glow sticks from Walmart, like glow headbands, glow sunglasses, like glow in the dark sunglasses, glow in the dark wands. And they're all like red, white, and blue. So we're going to have like a hangout at night and do it like that we have the baby pools so I plan on us like hanging out in the baby pools and playing like water balloon fights like having like a silly fun afternoon with water balloon fights we might paint out in the backyard depending on how hot it is or if it rains and we're gonna grill and cook out and then I'm trying to I'm transforming my living room into a movie spot and what I really want to do Saturday night is just watch thrillery movies with my friends that's what we used to do in college I'm the only one who likes them but I don't want to watch them alone so I'm going to make them watch escape room which I saw but there's also escape room 2 that's out in theaters I'm going to see if I can find a way to stream it and that's what we're doing for Mia I have fourth of July crafts I'll be posting for her to do for her and Elliot and it's just going to be a really chill relaxing day I had planned on maybe going to a winery with the kids and hanging out. And honestly, we still might. I'm going to look to see what's open. That could be an earlier in the day activity. Uh, I've thought about brunch. I thought about a bunch of things. But ultimately, decided I just want to hang out in my backyard and set up a bunch of activities to play. Like with water balloons and in the pool and like activities that could be like an obstacle course and also like freeze dance that the adults and Mia can do and that will be fun now for the adults something I'm this is where I'm talking about my creative skills um, which aren't that extreme but here they are whenever my friends and I get together I like to when I have the time make up games for us to play because that's what I do. I make up games. And a lot of the games involve like questions that are a little like risque or uncomfortable or obnoxious. And that's what we're going to do. So there's this game called Bad People. I know. Why am I talking about this on a Christian podcast? It is not safe for kids. Okay. Not safe for work. But it is a game to play with like your adult friends. And it's funny. It's all in good fun. It's nothing serious. It's just basically like who's most likely to not wash their hands after using the bathroom. Like silly, like kind of weird questions like that. And you like pick someone from your group. So like don't play this with strangers. This is only for your elite three or four friends that can handle getting roasted. But my friend group, we roast each other all the time. So we're going to be playing that game. Um, But actually, I made my own version of that game that fits our friend group a little bit better. So like most likely to, I don't know, do some crazy stuff. It's going to be funny. Um, But I wanted to mention it because it's a fun game to play like late at night after the kids go to sleep. You're still kind of hanging out. 
um, to play like awkward questions, just write a bunch of crazy questions and ask them. I wouldn't necessarily play this game with like my mom and my siblings. Like we're not at that level. Maybe in 10 years or six years or when my siblings are a little bit older. Um, they're all adults, by the way. Just I feel like I still think they're kids. Like they're not adult adults. Like once they all have their own houses and pay their own bills. Yeah. And um, that's what we're doing for the 4th. Honestly, Saturday is going to be a family day. I haven't decided what we're doing yet. I'm leaning towards going to the farm and picking strawberries. And then on Sunday, we will be hanging out in the backyard because I finally have a backyard and space to hang out and to set up really cute and have a little get together. So hopefully your get together is fun. I know everyone's probably barbecuing this weekend. It's just what you do when there's a holiday, but just to add some spice, throw in that game for the adults. And like for, like I said, like for the kids, you could do freeze tag. You could do, um, if you're, you could, uh, do paint water balloons where like you have the water balloons full of paint and you throw them at a canvas or you could wear all white and throw them at each other. So I was thinking about getting t-shirts and white shorts for everyone and for us to like do water balloons with paint and just to see how our outfits turn out. And I think that would be like a fun activity as well. Although Mia like is kind of a princess and she might not like getting dirty, but we're going to get her out of that habit. Um, so that's another fun activity. Obviously, going to see fireworks is fun. You could go fishing at a fishing spot, like a lake or a creek or something. I'm not outdoorsy. I'm not fishing. Um, the only thing I do at the beach, I do think beach fishing is like more, if I was going to fish, I'd do it at the beach. And I, I don't know. It's just a whole vibe. But So before I close out the episode, I want to say just a few more things. I'm really hoping that my dearest son does not start crying. One, I want to say happy Pride. I know that it is the last day of the month for Pride Month, so happy Pride to everyone. And then two, I just want to shout out my husband. Uh, you guys know, like, earlier in the episode I was talking about how I had recently, like, lost a friend, like, ended a friendship, and my husband is so sweet. Like, he wanted to, like, obviously go and try to fix the problem, and I was like, no, 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 let it lie, let it die. But he got me a bunch of cute little presents because I was just feeling down and sad because I can be like a people pleaser and like like overly um, vulnerable or whatever. So he got me like a couple of little presents. One is he I got it, he got it for me before, I think for my birthday or maybe it was Valentine's Day. It's these little steamies that go in the shower that smell really good. So kind of like a bath bomb, but like a shower bomb. And so I liked that. And then he got me a necklace with my birthstone on it, which I freaking love. I love the color of my birthstone. And I've been honestly wanting more stuff with my birthstone. So he just kind of knew me. And then he got me a really cute music box and another necklace that is like has a secret message inside. So it was just really sweet um, for him to try to cheer me up. And I don't think he listens to my podcast, but shout out to you if you decide to. And um, I just want to encourage all of you guys who are walking through a hard time. The season of transition is always hard, but that next level up is always better. And so I feel like I've been super frustrated because I feel like I've been fighting. Baby, I've been fighting the good fight for a long time. And I'm just ready to have peace and happiness and light and love in my life. And I have a lot of it. So just remember, you know, 
to be grateful. Gratitude brings happiness. The more you think about how far you've come, the better you'll feel. Um, it's also okay to just get tired of the monotony. This is just switching gears completely. As a mom, to just get tired of the day in and day out things. And it's important to break up the week and do, I would say, one thing. Oh my gosh, this is my child. Oh no, don't get fussy. Oh, he's cuddling. I would say do one thing for yourself this week. So this week, I went and got my hair done. That was the one thing I did for myself. I was out the house for like four hours. Because um, I had to like drive a half an hour there. And then I was there for like three hours. And it was like time away where I'm not holding the baby. I'm not working. I'm not doing anything but sitting in a salon chair. And so this is a gentle reminder. Even if it's like running to Walgreens by yourself. Um, taking a bubble bath. I also took a bubble bath this week where I turned Alexa on, closed the bathroom door, and left Elliot and Mia with my husband and let them play in the basement where all the toys are. And I put on Alexa so that I couldn't hear if Elliot cried because then I knew I would rush my bath. And so he's actually really mad at me and trying to cuddle. So anyway, that's the reminder for this week. Do something good for you. You beautiful, amazing human people. You're all great moms. I know we all deal with mom guilt. And I hope that you have some self-care time this week. All right, before I leave, I know this episode was late. This was a crazy, crazy, hectic day. No excuse, I know, but it's up now. So thank you so much for listening. Um, I have a teething, like, eight-month-old. And I I, I keep saying he's nine-month-old because I always think a month ahead, but he's eight-month-old. And I he has, like so many teeth coming in at once I think I feel like he's been teething for like the past four months and has not cut a tooth yet and that's kind of frustrating um but I'm reminding myself one day he will have teeth so I'm just enjoying his little baby smile without the teeth for now he's starting to pull the stand and he's crawling no longer army crawling but like belly off the floor so we're in a whole new period of life where we gotta be quick baby proof has to be on fleek i don't know if people still say fleek i still don't really know what that means um but have a great weekend have a great fourth stay safe and i will talk to you all next week i love you bye be great be great and um do you boo do you okay i gotta go (laughs) 